In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Christ is in our midst. He was, is, and ever shall be. Many times people ask me, Orthodox Christians, or Evangelical Christians, or even not Christians at all, they ask me sometimes, and maybe you've heard this question yourself, does God love every single human being on earth, or only the Christians? That's a good, have you heard that before? People ask you this. Let's listen to what St. Timothy says here in this very first line, second sentence of this epistle today. He's giving advice to uh, Timothy, who he's teaching how to be a bishop of, his, of a local community. And he's giving advice on Timothy and why do we work so hard and what are we working for? And St. And Paul says, for this end we toil and strive because we have our hope set on the living God. And this is the part we need to remember when people ask us this question. Does Jesus come for everybody or only for the Christians? This is what St. Paul says. Because we have set our hope on the living God, who is the Savior of all men, the Savior of all people, and then he says, especially for those who believe. Now, Christians in the early church were accused by those detractors. They said, look, you Christians, you only preach that God cares about the Christians. And Origen was one one, uh, person, uh, uh, a theologian of the old church, who said, who brought up this idea that the Lord, yes, is the Savior of Christians. He especially loves the Christians, those who give it up and and be his disciple and follow him. But God came into the world because he is the Savior of all people. If If the Lord is not the Savior of all people, then there's no point in doing any kind of outreach. There's no point for St. Paul to walk from the Holy Land through Asia Minor, through Greece, and through Lebanon, I'm sure, and he founded all of our mother communities back in the motherland, going to Rome with the hope of even preaching to those in Spain, and ultimately he hoped to preach even to the emperor. He would not do that unless God is the Lord of all. Now, I went to this conference this past week, And one thing I remember is one of the speakers said that a pastor, whether they are a clergy pastor or a lay pastor in our church, what makes a pastor a pastor is helping people on their journey to seeing Christ and to be seen by Christ and to be converted into a disciple of Christ. This is the work of our church in our parish here. There's another, uh, another passage from the Old Testament this time, from the Book of Wisdom, about this idea. Does God, is he the Savior? Does he love everybody and everything? And this is what it says in Wisdom. God loves everything that exists and hates nothing that he has made, for he would, not, he would never make anything that he has hated. God has come and God made every single human being because he loves them. Now contrast how God is with us to how the crowd is in this, epistle, in this gospel today with Zacchaeus. Remember, Jesus walking through to Jericho, 
He is walking as the Lord and the Savior of everybody, including the people who are complaining and murmuring when Jesus is speaking and he says he's going to go to Zacchaeus' house. Contrast that human small-mindedness compared to the the generous nature of our Lord. Many murmured against Jesus for going to Zacchaeus' house. But what would the script, these two scriptures we just mentioned tell us? Of course Jesus would go to Zacchaeus' house. The purpose of Jesus' mission and the purpose of all pastoral care is to draw people to Christ. Now Jesus especially loves those who believe in him as truly the Christ and the Son of the living God and become his disciples and follow his commandments To those people who are Christians, God has opened up his heart and his mind and his place in his church, and he has offered a way, a door for Christians, all people, to come in out of the cold to find refuge from the hurricane that is in the world. This morning's good news message, this gospel message, is that Zacchaeus, even this tax collector, this thief, this traitor, even he is worthy of God's mercy. And we see with Zacchaeus that real conversion is not only possible to those who are saints, but also to those who are sinners, because this is what God desires. Now, we have this conversion. We know about the tax collectors, and we know the kind of crowd that Zacchaeus was running in. We know a little bit about Jericho, that Jericho was a bad place in that time. Jericho was a place of to go for the weekend, to have a good time, to let it all hang out, to do anything that you want to do, in a, in a, with also with a pagan kind of sanction, a pagan religious sanction. This is the kind of place that Jericho was back then. And here Zacchaeus is in this place, a Jew, collecting money and stealing from his people. So that one of the fathers said that in Zacchaeus, we find a complete abandonment of the life of God, a complete abandonment to greed. Zacchaeus, before he met Christ, was willing to do anything to anyone to get money. And this, this willingness, the fathers call idolatry. So when Zacchaeus hears that Jesus is coming is interested, his heart is woken up, and he goes and climbs up a tree in front of everybody because he wants to see Christ, that is a miracle. And that is a calling of a a calling of a heart, a complete, the beginning of a complete change of a man. From that moment, Zacchaeus stopped running with tax collectors. He stopped collecting money. Jesus counted him worthy of compassion and mercy and compassionate attention. How did this happen? Even Jesus said it was difficult for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. So why and how and by what method did Zacchaeus make it into the kingdom of heaven? Simply put, Zacchaeus replaced one kind of treasure and seeking after one kind of treasure for another. He completely abandoned the treasures of the earth 
for the, the, the eternal treasures of the heavenly kingdom. He turned his desire from mammon and worshiping the idol of mammon to worshiping the true and living God. So what does this conversion look like? Let's look at Zacchaeus. Obviously, it begins with desire and curiosity and inquiring about who the Lord is. But it's more than that. Many people are curious about God. The second part is also means moving to see God, symbolizing Zacchaeus climbing this tree, looking up, aspiring for higher things than the world that's only in front of our nose and aspiring for higher, th- higher things only than the material things of this world. And so Zacchaeus got up and he looked up in order to see the living God. And we know that Jesus wants this. Jesus wants us to gaze upon him and he wants to gaze upon us. That's why Jesus recognized Zacchaeus standing in this tree amongst this whole crowd that before we are seeking God, Jesus is seeking us. And then the other part of this true conversion of Zacchaeus is that he was unashamed. He was unashamed, unembarrassed to climb up, to strive, to ask questions, to read, to come to church. This is the things that we can do. To fast, to pray, to seek a life in Christ, to take a commitment to say that I am going to make this new part of my life, a, a permanent part of my life. And then also part of this conversion is to find ways possible to welcome Christ into our hearts, to make our lives as we can pure and clean and in order so that the word of God, the seed, could be planted into our hearts and our hearts could be this good soil. And then when Jesus has this conversation and he invites himself to Zacchaeus's house and Zacchaeus says, I will come down and I will take you to my house. And the people are murmuring. And Jesus senses this murmuring among the people. Then Jesus concludes this passage with something very important. Jesus says, Today salvation has come to this house since he, Zacchaeus, is also a son of Abraham. Now what does this mean to be a son of Abraham? Some people might say it seems merely to be a Jew to be descended from their father Abraham. But the fathers of the church, the Orthodox church, say that to be a son of Abraham is a lot more than that. Remember the story of Abraham. Do you remember the story of Abraham from Genesis? Abraham is working in his, in his old city, way far off and somewhere in Iraq or ancient Iran, and his family are prosperous idol makers, and he's living this life, this happy, prosperous life, He gets this call from God and merely listening to this voice and to this promise and this command that he would be the father of a great nation and he would be taken to the land of milk and honey. He gave it all up and he left, not knowing where he was going, but just following the guidance of God. This This is what Zacchaeus did, is it not? He said, I am a sinner. I have done my people wrong. If I have defrauded anyone, I will restore them fourfold, right? This is not just a one-for-one. This this shows his complete complete commitment to this new life in Christ. He said it publicly so he cannot turn back. And he said, I will give what I own also to the poor. He's letting go of his whole life 
completely in order to follow Christ. Compare this Zacchaeus to the rich young ruler. Remember him? When he said, when Jesus said, if all you need to do is enter the kingdom of heaven is give all you have to the poor and follow me, and this man couldn't do it. He became sad. Zacchaeus did what Jesus hoped that rich young ruler would do. And then he says, uh, for this man is the son of Abraham. And then in the, in the Greek, it has a continuation of this sentence. It says here, today salvation has come to this house because he is also a son of Abraham for the son of man came to seek and save the lost. A son of Abraham is someone who is sought by God. A son of Abraham who is, is one who is found by God. A son of Abraham is one who finds and follows God. A son of Abraham is a Christian who becomes a disciple of Christ and leaves the old life behind in order to find a new, their new selves in the person of Jesus Christ. A son of Abraham is a person found by Christ. A son of Abraham is a person who finds Christ. A son of Abraham is a person who realizes he cannot find what he needs in the material treasures of this world. A son of Abraham is a person who finds new life, leaves it all behind because of this new life offered, and finds his real treasure by following Christ and finding it by him and through him and in Jesus Christ in the kingdom of heaven.